have going, the Old Testament Bible studies, these are on our website. Bring into your attention what's available. Holy Spirit has just directed us to just continue in our biblical studies to deepen um, his work and the revelation of who he is. And so we've been doing this now, I guess, for a couple of years, and we started with the book of Isaiah, and then we went to Ezekiel, and then Daniel, and Zechariah, and Joel, and Grant just wrapped up Ezra this last week. And so we're doing that in accordance with the Spirit, and it's a base, and so you can go to that well, and you can feed as much as you want. Some whip it out like that, others, it just takes a while, but it's there. Meat's on the table. Remember, say, supper's on the table. All right, so you get to eat, you get to drink from that wine, and as the Holy Spirit is so faithful, he gives us these things in order, and there's so much in these books that are applicable to us today, things that have already been fulfilled, things that are being fulfilled right now, and things that will be fulfilled soon. And we don't want to be found ignorant. So the scripture, the word of God, everything we have need of is there. And uh, so hallelujah. I think it was in our K3 class 2019 of that fall, we did a whole series of foundational studies on the book of Revelation. They all tie together, and I think it will greatly encourage you. So if you're hungry, eat. Say, if I'm hungry, eat. (laughs) So you can let others know that that's available too. And if they have a question, they can contact me or others, okay? All right, so this morning, I mean, in the middle of the night in prayer, I'm going to read a very familiar verse, but Jesus was declaring it. And uh, so it's Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29. And he said it with a very bold, strong, powerful, passionate, earnest voice. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thank you, Jesus. He stated this a long, long time ago to those who are following him, and his words continue. Um, They're alive. He's alive, and he's a well, and he is just continuing to call forth those in his family (laughs) and those who are still lost. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. It is the cry of his heart. He desires that none should perish. It really is. Jesus is earnest. And that is the title of this message today, earnestly. Jesus is earnest. He earnestly is praying for us with all of his heart. And these prayers, they matter. And when you just cry that out every day and declare that, you'd be surprised how the angels of the Lord will take that message and go and carry it out and just, they'll land on the folks that need to hear it. Yes? Especially those that you've been laboring for for a long time in prayer, for those prodigals, for people who are not saved yet. Just keep decreeing the word of the Lord because the Holy Spirit's moving. He really is moving. He's hovering and he's drawing people to himself. So I want y'all just to read this with me. Is it up on the screen? Can y'all put it back on the screen for me? And I just want to read this out loud together as a prayer, okay? This is from Jesus. Good to go? Ready? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. So may the Lord truly go into the depths of your heart and be encouraged with his voice today. 
Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Praise God. Hebrews 1. We're going to read chapter 1 and 2 together. They flow together. Hebrews 1, verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the very brightness of his glory and the very express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, and having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 5, For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And when again he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And now the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and ministers a very flame of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. So therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the very foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the very work of your hands, and they will perish, but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment, and like a cloak you will fold them up, and they will be changed And you are the same, and your years will not fail. Verse 13, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? Are they all not ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who inherit salvation? Chapter 2, so therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard lest we drift away. For if the words spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you're mindful of him? Or the son of man that you would take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you crowned him with the glory and honor. And you set him over the very works of your hands, and you have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus, 
who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Amen. For it was fitting for him, for whom all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Verse 12, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am and the children that God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham." Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted." Amen. Powerful testimony of our Jesus Christ. These passages, this is a living testament of Jesus. You hear the heart of the Father here from the beginning to the end of the cry of the Father desiring for many sons to come into glory. And we must never forget, and he said, take heed. Take heed. Take earnest heed Take the more earnest heed to the things that you have heard, lest you drift away. Take heed, be earnest, earnestly hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Don't forget who he is. Don't forget what he's done. Don't forget your great salvation. Don't forget what Christ has come to do, how he suffered to the uttermost for us to be saved. Don't forget, put it in the forefront of your mind daily. It wasn't just that salvation that happened 50 years ago. It wasn't just that salvation that happened last week. It is an ongoing revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ and the kingdom and his heart to bring us to glory. And immediately, God, you can hear the cry of his heart of all that he has conquered, all that he has overcome, and all of the angelic hosts ever created serve King Jesus. They all serve him. They follow him. They attend to his word. And the greater glory is that they even attend to our words as we proclaim what he says. As I'm just reading this passage to you, some may see in the unseen realm and some may not. But as I just read these passages to you, heaven is rejoicing over this. The angelic hosts around us, in us, here, with us now, those that hear the word are literally rejoicing over this word. They're empowered by these words. They are strengthened. They know their position. They know that they're submitted to the king. And as we fill our own hearts and mouths with the words of God, they are listening. They're hearkening unto that word. And they're going, and they carry it out, and they perform it, the word says. 
We have to always remember that the Father's heart is for heaven to come to earth. And heaven is active. Heaven is loud and vibrant and beautiful, full of grace and mercy and joy. Yes, heaven is God manifested in fullness. And yet he asks us to pray a very beautiful prayer, one that you know and you've always heard. Go to Matthew 6. Those who have been born again, we have become a son of glory. That's children of God. Yes, many sons coming to glory, to the glory of the Lord. We've been talking about anticipating the glory of the Lord, making a way for the glory of the Lord in our own lives, for God to manifest himself in our midst, into our hearts, for his kingdom to come. And we know that we're in alignment with what Jesus said. Matthew 6 Verse 9, he says, Therefore, pray this way, our Father who's in heaven. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we know this, and it's a part of our daily prayer and contemplation. It's a part of daily thanksgiving for us. It is something that Jesus just showed us. Pray this way, but yet it's just like a starting point. (laughs) It just opens your heart to putting God first and honoring him for asking for his kingdom to come, to be manifested in our lives, yes? We desire for his manifest presence. We have permission. (laughs) God is for us. God wants to manifest and reveal himself to us. Every one of us, yes? We have permission. We earnestly desire his kingdom to come. For his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We earnestly desire his glory and his power to be revealed now. And I've heard it said and recently heard reminded me this week, some stop at a certain place in this prayer. But they, they leave out, for yours is the kingdom, and yours is the power, and yours is the glory forever. But we don't. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are joining with the Lord Jesus. We are earnestly desiring for many sons to come to glory, for God's presence to be revealed. We are earnestly desiring his kingdom to come. Not just dead works, dead religion. We want to know the Lord. We want to know him. We want to know, be known by him, yes? That is the heartbeat of Christ. To forsake all and follow him. And we're reminded in those passages I just read you in Hebrews of what it really looks like. We have been sanctified by Jesus through the Holy Ghost, and we are being sanctified. We're being made holy. We're being prepared every day. And yet just when you think you've attained a certain place, all of a sudden, (laughs) he just shows up again and removes another layer, another veil, another place of your heart and your mind and your will and your emotion, your body and your ministry. And he shows you a greater glory. He shows you a greater truth about who he is. 
All of a sudden, you're going along, and he shows you where you need to be pruned, where you need to give up something, where you need to repent. You need to change your way of thinking. That's God, yes? (laughs) It's revival fire. That's what he does. And this year, you might... You're going to hear it over and over. Spoiler. (laughs) Feed the flame, beloved. Feed the flame. Feed the flame. Feed the flame. Feed what burns in your spirit to be revealed. Nurture what God has put inside of you. Honor what God has revealed to you. And honor with what he's going to reveal to you. Feed what's hot inside of you. And when you do that, he's going to continue to let that thing spread. And it'll go over into the place that's a little bit dry or maybe a little bit wet. A little bit damp, a little bit cold. We don't want lukewarm. Yes, we've talked about that. He vomits the lukewarm out of his mouth. Revelation 3, we want to be hot. Say hot. And it's the hour to be hot. It's the hour to feed the flame. It's the hour to line up with the kingdom of heaven and desire earnestly for his manifest presence. To desire earnestly for his kingdom to come in the fullness. And we are a part of that journey, yes? We desire earnestly for his will to be done. And when you you see things shaking I just tuck right up under the hem of his garment and tuck up to him and lean in close and say, your will be done. You see, you can feel the strength there. You can feel the power there. You can feel the anointing there. It's not a dead prayer. Your will be done. Even when you don't understand, your will be done. And it's not a religious cop-out to when you don't get your prayers answered. Well, Lord, just your will be done. And give up in unbelief and doubt. It is power and it is glory and it is significant. It is the kingdom coming. God's kingdom is ever increasing. You're like, how do you know the glory is going to get greater? Because God's kingdom is one of increase. He never decreases. You cannot put out the fire of God. He is passionately pursuing us. Yes? He is passionately pursuing the lost. And he uses us to save them. Isn't that something else? Isn't that amazing? Go to Romans 8. Romans 8. I'm just going to read 1 through 19. (laughs) It's so good, right? Romans 8, 1. This is for us, beloved. He says, there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to your flesh, but according to the Spirit. There it is. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. That's a big statement. God did. God did. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on the account of sin. And I love this. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law would be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but by the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh and set their minds 
on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit and the things of the Spirit. We are those who live by the Spirit, yes? We don't want to keep our minds on the flesh. Say, under the blood of Jesus. Verse 6, so to be carnally minded is always death, but to be spiritually minded is going to bring life and peace. Because the carnal mind is always enmity with God, it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it ever be. So then those who are the flesh, they cannot please God. Big statement. So I must do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to see that my flesh is submitted to the Holy Ghost and fire and to his will. Your kingdom come. There's that prayer again. Your will be done. And everything's going to line right up when that happens. You are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, that means you've been born again. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he's just not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of his life because of righteousness. I read that in Hebrews. It is the scepter of righteousness. It's Christ's rule and reign. He has the scepter of righteousness. He rules from righteousness from the throne of God. He makes everything right. He makes us right with God. We've been made right with God, beloved. And then he gives us a rule of authority in that scepter, in his kingdom. He calls us ambassadors. He calls us kings and priests. He calls us sons and daughters. He calls us apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers. He calls us children, saints of the living God. He imparts to us his righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. <laughs> the robes of righteousness. We have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is what brings heaven to earth. Not our flesh. Not your good works. Not how much you prayed or studied or given. It's about the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, his cloak. And I love it in Hebrews. It talks about his anointing. He has the greatest anointing. Full and completely baptized, immersed in and walking in the submission to the Holy Ghost. And yet he says he lives in us. Isn't that amazing? Everything we have need of is already within us. And yet there's always more. There's always more revelation. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. We know that one day we will have physical resurrected bodies. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Verse 12, so therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. I don't know the flesh, nothing but to see crucified every day. I got one word to say to the flesh. Right? I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. When you speak that out loud, when you feel the tempter, when you feel your flesh wanting to rule the day, and you find yourself at enmity with God, speak the word of the Lord. Galatians 2. That's where that's coming from. I have been crucified with Christ. You've already died with him. You've already attained and received the spirit of grace. Hallelujah. Verse 13, because if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, if by the Spirit, if by the Spirit, 
all the carnality, all the weakness, everything that's tainted in this world that wants to minister to the flesh and cause you to be timid and shy and fearful and sick and dying and possessed and not possessed, but taken over by the evil one. You get my point. Whatever evil works of the devil wants to come against you, the key is if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. That's our part. That's our part. You can say, help me God all day, but we've been given power. We've been given authority. We've been given the word of the Lord. And he told us to pray it, speak it, and rejoice in it. Yes, this is how it works. Verse 14, because as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We talked about that earlier. He's calling many sons to glory. Many sons to glory. I've heard it said, and we say this often, we were speaking about this last week, is that they, they keep calling forth a billion soul harvest. And I have felt this check in my spirit for a long time. I was like, who said it's going to be a billion? Some prophet heard a billion. How many billions are on this planet? Somebody know the total? Oh, I got hands. Seven billion Seven billion people, and we're just asking for a billion? I'm just saying. You're like, I can't even get my neighbor saved. That's why we're not alone. We are a body. We are a body. In every continent, a body of ambassadors. Spirit-filled, spirit-led baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, and those who haven't tasted that yet, don't worry, because there's more coming. Because Jesus is earnestly praying for us. You hear it? So bless those who say a billion, but I'm not putting a cap on God. Just say, billions, and let God do the math. How about that? (laughs) And the one next door. Yes, that one. All right, so verse 15, he says, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. For the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, hallelujah, then we are heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. You've got to get this. We've got to get this. This is it. This is where the river is. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are just not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Didn't say to us. In us. In us. For the earnest expectation of the creation is eagerly awaiting for the revealing of the sons of God. All of this, and right here in the middle, he throws in that everything, and I would say everything, don't limit it to just earth. (laughs) All of creation, everything that God has created in the heavens above, on the earth beneath, yes, everything, everywhere, all from stars to trees to animals to planets to, this, to all the stars and galaxies and everything that God has created, the molecules in the air, just come on, let's do the math. Get outside of the box. All of creation earnestly is groaning, 
earnestly desires to see many sons of glory. Everyone is watching. Everyone is anticipating. Everyone is anticipating the glory of God. When you walk by and you walk through the forest and you walk down the rivers and you walk in your path and you walk to work and you go to sleep at night, know that all of creation is earnestly desiring for many sons to come to glory. And here we are. Oh, reveal the sons of God. Reveal them. Manifest them. And here we are saying we must earnestly desire his presence. We must earnestly desire for his kingdom to come. And oh, it will. And he will complete it. For his will to be done on earth as long as it is in heaven until Jesus says, that's it. (laughs) So that's our assignment. So you're like, well, I don't know if this is God's will. Is it in heaven that he wants it on earth? Is it in heaven? He wants it in you. Yes. Is it in heaven? We still have permission by our head to pray and manifest the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. Yes. Go to Revelation 4. We are being prepared, beloved. A bride prepared, blameless, spotless, without blemish for our Lord Jesus Christ. I've told it over and over again. I say it over and over again. We must be so in love. Keep the flame burning in your heart for him. If you've lost that love, come up here to the altar today and let's get right. Yes, return the first love, but we must burn for him and he'll never stop. He'll just keep pouring more oil. It'll just get worse. You'll just be more and more and more in love with him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, Revelation 4. I'm going to go up into heaven and look at verse 8. This is entitled the throne of God. I say this a lot. He says, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they don't rest day or night. They don't get a break. <laughs> they don't rest day or night. Sane. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Declaring who God is. That's what's happening in heaven. And when we join him on earth, heaven will be manifested to you there. We aren't these creatures created to be around that throne. We were created to be his children. We actually have a higher seat. How do you know that? Read John 17. Don't they know that I'm in you and you're in me? And they're in us. And we are one. Hallelujah. Read Jesus' words. And tell him every day, I love you. I love you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I'm in you, and you're in me, and we are one. Manifest yourself to me. You can already feel the anointing right there. You can feel him right there. That's what he desires. That's calling many sons to glory, not to religion. Who he is and was and is to come. Proclaiming who God Almighty is forever. Verse 9, so when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, and they cast their crowns before the throne, and they say, you are worthy, Lord, 
to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and they were created. So when I say, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are joining with heaven when you come and submit yourself with Jesus and pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. All glory and all honor and power belong to God. When you join with heaven in saying that, the kingdom will manifest in your midst. Corporately, the kingdom will manifest. That's the church's position. Ephesians 2, we've said we've been seated with him in heavenly places, correct? We get to join now. We don't just have to wait till you get to heaven. I think we sing a song like that. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. Join in the glory now. Join there. And it's not just when you come up here on Sundays or Wednesdays or class or a special time. You get to do that personally every day. And it will change your life. This will change everything. Everything will be made new when you look up. Your redemption is here. Look up. Depart from the flesh and move to the spirit. Yes? And join heaven in worship. Go to chapter 5, verse 9. We see that this is of Jesus. It says in heaven, they sang a new song. They said of Jesus, you're worthy to take the scroll, to open its seals because you were slain. You've been, you have redeemed us to God by your blood. There's the power again. And out of every tribe, here's your billions, out of every tribe, tongue and peoples and nations and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign where? You hear it? So when you join Jesus, he knows what's going down in heaven. He left it to come here. Because the Father earnestly desired to save us and make us with him, yes? He knows what's going down. So when he says, pray this way, he was just, that's a fast little summation, power-packed statement. And we're just unpacking a little bit with what really is going on in heaven and what God really thinks about us. And Christ Jesus is revealing this to us. He knows who he is and he knows what he's got to do. He knows what he's already done. He's already glorified. Yes, he has a seat a great high priest, the king of kings, that he will come again to the earth to establish his kingdom. Hallelujah. Can you hear it? I'm not telling you this. He did. You've made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth now and forever. Scoot down to verse 12. More and more worship, thousands upon thousands. It says, worthy is the lamb who was slain. To receive what? Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard say. I just told you that. Yes, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. It's just life. No clock in heaven. You get my point? This is the kingdom. 
This is wisdom and revelation. This is knowledge that we've been given. God didn't have to give us the insight revelation here, what's going on. He could have settled it with just the cross and his resurrection and a promise, the down payment, the earnest of Holy Ghost in us for what's coming. But he opened up the book. He opened up the books from heaven to show us his heart, to show us what's going down, to show us our future, to show us our inheritance and call us who we are. And we start receiving that now. We start receiving it now. And when we get there, oh Lord, no veil, yes face-to-face, no distance, no veil, face-to-face. Can you hear the heart of the Lord? Go to Colossians 4. He is for us, beloved. Colossians 4. I'm going to start on verse 2 through 6. The apostle gives us the instruction to continue earnestly in prayer and be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Prayer just got outside of the box. <laughs> continue earnestly in prayer. It's not, it's not optional if you've been born again. Holy Ghost is going to draw you in. Either out of your own need, <laughs> someone else's need, or by revelation through the great Holy Ghost indwelling in you, he says, continue earnestly in prayer. It's not a dead work. It's not a, just a prayer you have to read. Everything I've been stating is just but just the, the, the tip on top of the iceberg. <laughs> Look what contending earnestly in prayer looks like. Wow. And when your eyes are open to see it manifest, praise the Lord. But he said, be diligent in it. Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. And you heard already from heaven, how many times does it say, thanksgiving and glory and honor and praise be unto the Lord? Yes, God is thankful. We need to be thankful every day. If you don't have something to thank God for, go back, get on the carpet, and he'll, he'll revive you. We need to be thankful every single day. And let heaven hear that praise. And once you start there, I think the scripture says, come into his courts with thanksgiving and praise yes so the author is saying continue earnestly in prayer be vigilant in it with thanksgiving meanwhile pray for us meaning the workers that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the very mystery of Christ for which I'm also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak manifested sons of God manifest the sons of glory, manifest the power of God, manifest the kingdom of God in, with, and through his people. That is our opportunity. Verse five, and he says, so walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time, redeeming the time. Walk with wisdom to those who are not in the covenant, yes? To those who are not yet in Christ, walk with wisdom. Don't we need that? He says, and let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. That's the Spirit's job. He will fill our mouths, won't he? Go to 1 Corinthians 12, very familiar passage. First Corinthians 12, verse 31. 
simple statement. He's been addressing all the Holy Ghost and all the gifts. And you can read that at home. In 31, he says, so earnestly desire the best gifts. <laughs> I love it. Earnestly desire the greater gifts, right? And yet I'm going to show you a more excellent way. And then he goes into love. He goes into love right after that. It was a continuous letter. You can read Corinthians 13 on your own because that is the greatest gift. Faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest is love. There you go. We're earnestly desiring. Go to uh, Corinthians 14, 39. He's continuing on, and he says, So therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and don't forbid to speak with tongues. But just let everything be done decently and in order. Isn't that amazing? Earnestly desire to prophesy. To prophecy, to prophesy is a gift of the Holy Ghost, yes? Encourage, exhort, build up, speak what God is saying and declare it to others and to God and wherever you're going, decree it, yes? But also to manifest Jesus Christ. Yes, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Preach the gospel in season and out, amen? Go to 1 Peter 4. His word is good, isn't he? He's stirring it up. Everybody say, fan the flame. We've got to keep it hot. Okay. First Peter 4, we're going to start on verse 7. First Peter 4, 7 says, but the end of all things is at hand. Peter wrote this how many years ago? Okay. So we're like, well, the end's got to be near. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Therefore, be serious and be watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. And as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And if anyone speaks, let them speak as the oracles of God. And if anyone ministers, let them do it as with the ability that God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that something else? It always shows up everywhere, the heart of heaven for us. Can you hear it? I'm just pulling a, full, a few verses. In everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. In everything you do, do it for the glory of God. In everything, in thanksgiving, be serious. Be vigilant. Don't slack. Walk in the Spirit. Expect God. Earnestly desire all that God has for us. Don't hold back. Ask. We sang it this morning for the nations. I took the top of, off of a billion. I said, billions. Every tribe, every nation, every tongue. God knows those who are his. He knows the workers of iniquity and the children of wrath. He knows those who are his, children of light. And he's calling many sons to glory. He's just looking for a place to rest. 
which took me back to our original verse, come to me, come to me. He woke me up and shouted it, come to me. That is the cry of his heart. See, that verse can be a familiar verse. Lots of journals with it on there. Picture frames in your homes. Nothing wrong with it. But it's our lifestyle. Go back to Hebrews 1 and 2. Meditate on what God Almighty has done through the Son. And you are and have become sons of glory. Amen? All right, so let's stand up. We'll close today to be continued. (laughs) So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you earnestly desire for us to be saved, to be filled to overflowing in your Holy Ghost. You earnestly desire that we would partner with heaven to bring heaven to earth. Here we are, Lord. Here we are. Here we are, Lord. Give us revelation knowledge of what we've become and who we will be. And everything centers around you, Lord Jesus. And we honor you, great Holy Spirit, for removing and destroying the works of darkness and condemnation and lies and the guilt and that you have forgiven us, Lord. And we honor the blood that covers all. You're making all things new, Lord. We know it. And we're laying hold of it today. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.